Welcome to this podcast message from Kingdom Faith Church. This message is by David Hellier. For those of you that don't know me, don't worry yourself. That's overrated, isn't it? Um, my name's Dave. Um, something I like to do every year uh, in the ramp to Christmas or Easter is to reread the story myself to remind myself what actually happened. I tend to think that Christmas and Easter are those stories that we know so well we've never read them. So uh, I thought what we could do tonight that would be a little bit of fun uh, would be to refresh our memory of what the story is and I brought some cue cards along to help me. Um, Some of you, I'll be honest, look like you're already counting down to me walking off again. And bless you for that. Thank you. I find that quite encouraging. Um, But let's start with cue card number one. Does anyone know why I have this with me? I know it's a ring, yeah. It's not a doorbell, though, but it is a ring. It's because, just shout it out. We're too, you know, we ain't got enough time for you to actually put your hand up and me see you. Shout it out. Why have we got a ring? Mary and Joseph were betrothed to be married, weren't they? Yes, why have we got this? This is the angel Gabriel, well done. It was cryptic, this one, wasn't it? It was a bit harder. Um, Because the angel came to visit Mary to tell her what was going to happen. And she said, may everything you've said about me come true. For the older ones in the room, that's called consent. Uh, Why have I got this one? A dream, yes. Because old men dream dreams. And so Joseph had a in which he was told exactly what was happening. Who's this? Oh, hang on. Sorry, what? Not Herod. Want the other one? Caesar Augustus sending everyone home. Yes, he's saying we need to, to go to your place of birth to register. Sorry, I'm dropping these like confetti. I thought Colin started it. I'm just joining in. Um, what have we got this one? What's it say? It says, house of bread. Well done. What's it say? It says, Bethlehem. House of bread, if you didn't know. There you go. Um, Why we got a sign saying this way to Bethlehem? It's where Joseph's familial home was, isn't it? And so they had to go back that way to register for the census. Goodbye, Bethlehem. I'll trip over you later. What did they find when they got to Bethlehem? No vacancies. There's no room at the inn. However... Please inquire about future bookings, it says underneath. (laughs) So, who knows if that was necessary. Um, No room at the inn. Good. So, uh, not in a lovely, comfortable hospital bed, but somewhere else in a stable we have... Brilliant, thank you. Jesus is born. And he is, check this out, in a town called the House of Bread, a man who grows up to call himself the Bread of Life gets laid in what? A manger, which is just French for a food trough, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Manger, pret-a-manger. Food trough, the bread of life in a house of bread laid in a food trough. Hmm, interesting. It's almost like this was planned. Then, when that had happened, what next happened? Where were they? In a field where? Nearby. Thank you, whoever said nearby. I heard you before you said it. Um, Nearby, there were shepherds in a field, and the sheep looks very comfortable, doesn't it? Not like me right now. Um, (laughs) 
Moving on from the sheep. So I'm making you guys work really hard at the bottom who are collecting these. Uh, the shepherds were nearby and they had a visit from an angel and then a whole host of angels. Wow. I mean, one's a lot, isn't it? When you're used to none. And then a whole army of them. Wow. That must have been really impactful if we should make up a word on the spot and then quite separate to those guys we have this what's this and who saw this the wise men and where were the wise men far away in the east so the shepherds were very specifically nearby and the wise men were Thank you. And what did they bring with them? Three gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Each one of those gifts has a meaning, doesn't it? Gold for a king, frankincense for a priest, and myrrh for death. It's an embalming thing, right? A spice to make it less stinky. Um, Now, I don't know if you spotted any patterns in that story. We know the story well. We've just demonstrated that. Let's think about some patterns that we spotted. The story's really short, so compact. In each gospel, it's only about 500 words. Ask me how I know. I was counting them on Friday afternoon. Um, about 500 words. You could enter Camilla's um, Radio 2 quiz thing for if you're a young person with a 500-word story, couldn't you? Um, and yet there's so much packed in there. Let's just take two groups of people and let's play with some ideas with them. The shepherds were, where were they? Nearby. What are shepherds? Are they like really like celebrity superstar persons that like when they walk into the room, everyone stands up and applauds? No. So they're quite nearby, quite low status people. Are they rich or poor? Relatively speaking, they're quite poor, bless them. They're lovely people. They're hardworking. They're used to being out in all, all the elements. So like I'm not knocking them. I'm just describing them. Um, <laughs> near probably a bit low status, probably a bit poor. Because they're nearby, I think they're also probably Jewish, ethnically. Now let's think about the other people who came. Who are the other people that came as visitors? The other named guests? Right, the wise men, the magi. The magi, you know the root word for magi is the same as we get for magician and magic and all that sort of stuff. They were like probably like into dabbling with all sorts of science experiments and stuff. And they were searching the stars for meaning and answers What did they see? They saw a riddle, didn't they? A riddle in the stars. And they followed it to try and find the answer to what they'd been looking for. I think they're friends with Bono. (laughs) But they're different, aren't they? They're from far away. They're not from nearby, are they? No, Dave. They're from far away. Are they low status or high status? Are they the sort of people that can just walk into a city and all of a sudden the king asks them for a private audience? Yes, that's in the story too, isn't it? He asks for a private audience with them just because they've turned up. So they're from far away. They're high status. It didn't seem that they had a problem booking time off work or bringing expensive gifts. So I'm going to say that they were wealthy. Yeah? They look a lot like the opposites to the shepherds, don't they? (laughs) Shepherds, nearby, low status, humble people, probably a bit poor, probably Jewish. These people, 
high status, wealthy, important, probably not Jewish. They're opposites. But what are they? What do they become? In the story, significantly, they both come together, together around Jesus. Jesus is what brings them together, despite who they are, despite the fact that they appear to be opposites. They're brought together in Jesus. Who does that remind you of? Us, here, now. Because if it wasn't for Jesus, except for one row of people there, a couple of people there and a couple there, I wouldn't know any of you. Those are my family, by the way. (laughs) Other than the rest of you, if it wasn't for Jesus, I wouldn't know you. How would I know you? I wouldn't. We here tonight have been brought together because of? Jesus is, thank you, is at the centre of what we're doing now, just like he was at the centre of what they did then. The whole story is about things and people being brought together. Mary and Joseph, a couple being brought together, two individuals becoming one. The Spice Girls wrote a song about that. Um, Heaven and earth are coming together as Jesus comes from heaven to earth to show the way. The rich and the poor come together. They're united in Jesus. You and me have come together, united in Jesus. Let's think of one other story that maps onto near, far, wherever you are. Not that one. Let's do another one. Um... I remember a story about a father who had two sons and one of them ran a far way away and one of them stayed near. He was nearby whilst his younger brother went far away. And I remember that in that story, the father missed his sons and the relationship with them and in both cases he went out to invite them in in both cases he runs out to meet the younger one when he sees he's come to his senses and he's coming back home he invites him in and in the case of the older brother who's got the hump and refuses to come in what happens next the father goes out to welcome him in and invite him in Does he go in? Well, it's a little bit ambiguous. Read it for yourself. Luke 15. It's a little bit ambiguous as to whether he does or doesn't go in. You can read it either way or no way. And it's one of those stories that Jesus tells where, have you noticed that the characters have not got any names? Why have the characters not got names? I think it's sometimes to invite us to put our names in there. And go, oh, goodness, I wonder who I am in the story. Let me give you a clue. You're not the father. Um, (laughs) You're one of the other sons, probably. Are you that guy that stays close by and says, Jesus, I've been close to you, Father. I've been close to you my whole life. Everything I've ever done has been for you. But I still have a stinking relationship with you. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm going to make you come out and meet me. Or are you the one that goes, I'm off skis. Uh, I'm going. And... uh, We still need to have a relationship come back together, don't we, with the Father. So just like the Christmas story, people are brought back together in Christmas around Jesus, 
in the story with the father with two sons, they're brought around the father's love, aren't they? The love of the father is actually what gathers them together. And the love of the father is also in the Christmas story, isn't it? Of course, because God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. That whoever believes in him wouldn't perish, but would have eternal life. Jesus himself links himself to this story of these two lost sons by saying, I have come, as in Jesus, to seek and to save that which was lost. And what or who was lost? Me. I was. I was lost until he found me. I can have lots of cool ideas and do things on my own, but it doesn't mean they're going to get me anywhere. I was lost. Some of you here tonight will go, yeah, Dave, I think I was lost too. And I think I got found too. I think I can appreciate that the idea of God rescuing me and pulling me in to the family and showing me his embrace and his love. And some of you tonight are going, no, Dave, I don't understand what you're talking about. And that's fine. Because you can go and read the stories for yourself in Matthew and in Luke and ponder them. It says uh, twice in the Christmas story that Mary pondered these things in her heart. It's fine to copy Mary sometimes and just go, Jesus, I want to ponder this in my heart. I want to think about this a little bit and see what it means. Let me give you three things that the shepherds and the wise men did, and then I'm going to hand back to Toby. Uh, Three things that they did. One was they heard a call. They heard the shepherds saw angels, the wise men saw a star. In one sense, they heard a call. Us here tonight, we've heard a call. For you, the call, sadly, isn't an angel. It's an overweight, middle-aged, balding bloke. But, you know, you got what the budget permitted. Um, (laughs) You hear the call. The angels gave the call to the shepherds. The star gave the call, which was more of a riddle, wasn't it, to the wise men. They then did what? They go and see Jesus for themselves. What did I start by saying? I started by saying, read the story for yourself. Don't settle for being that person who, like me, often knows the story so well I don't read it. Go and read it. Start of Matthew, start of Luke. And then they make a response. Now the shepherds, wisely, and the wise men, understandably, both make a response. And their response is, they come to Jesus and they... They worship him. Our response is up to us. You can hear the call tonight. You can investigate Jesus for yourself. The question is, what's our response to Jesus? It can be anything. It has to be heartfelt. Don't fake it. But it has to be heartfelt. What's our heartfelt response to Jesus? Hear the call. That could be me. (laughs) It could be someone else. Investigate Jesus yourself. And then let's make a genuine response to him. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.